what is up in this house Um, all I can think about is Maya Rudolph when you say that. Yeah. Um, I, did you watch Saturday Night Live from the Saturday? Uh, I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I'm halfway through. It was pretty funny. And that's kind of what I was thinking of. Cause I've been having Megan the Stallion stuck in my head for days. Yes. So As you should. I, I wanted to say there's some hoes in this house and it came out. What is up in this house? Which I know that's not the words. I just made them up. It's fine. Um, I first heard about Enneagrams. I was actually at a bachelorette party. And you know how they go sometimes. It's just like, you know. You're Did just... you do an Enneagram? And they're like, no. Well, actually, I wasn't the one that brought it up. It was someone else. And they were like all talking about their Enneagrams. And I was like, what's an Enneagram? And then it was really funny because then Kara, the girl whose bachelorette party, was like, oh, like, you're totally at this one. And we're all, like, drunkenly taking our Enneagram personality tests at our Oh, my God. Party. I don't know how you guys had the patience for that. Um, I don't either. But we all just, like, wanted to do it. So everybody did it. And then we were – it was, like, a subject of conversation for the entire week. I did retake it soberly before mm-hmm. my husband and I got married. Um, and I did get the same result, so that was good. Because who knows, like, drunk me might be a different personality than sober me. But turns out I'm the same. Um, I don't know if I got the same results or different results. Because I took it again today. Oh, and you've taken it before? Yeah. Okay, so an Enneagram is a personality system that aims to reveal how emotions drive our lives and how we engage with others in an effort to get what we want and what we need. So the Enneagram defines nine personality types, each with its own set of strengths, weaknesses, and opportunities for personal growth. Your Enneagram type reveals what motivates you on a deep level and illuminates the path you must take to achieve a higher level of self-actualization. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a very good surface-level way of describing it. It's like a pretty, um, it's a pretty complex... Like, if you, when you get your report and you're reading it, it mm-hmm. is weird. Like, I was like, whoa. Like, you know, like, mine's pretty accurate, I would say, um, for myself. So, and Brandon's is, too. Um, I'm a super self-aware person, but that's because I've done a lot of therapy. And that, like, I think forces you to be self-aware. So, that's, like, years of therapy yeah. having to talk about myself and my feelings. And um, so, I'm hyper, hyper aware of, like, when I'm not at my best and what my behaviors are. So, This says that there's matters of dispute about the history of like yeah because isn't it some guy just sitting on his fucking couch? (laughs) I guess so. Um, It says Wilts and Palmer have suggested that similar ideas to the Enneagram personality are found in the work of Evagris Pontius. He was a Christian mystic. I don't know what that means. Who lived in the fourth century Alexandria, and I don't know where that is. Um, he identified eight deadly thoughts and an overarching thought that he called the love of self. So like your ego, I guess. Hmm. Um, he said that the first thought of all is that love of self. The first thought of all is that of love of self. After this come the eight additional 
deadly thoughts. I don't know if love of self is deadly per se. I would say in today's society we wouldn't consider it that. But maybe in the 4th century they were like, no. No self-love. Only self-loathing. Who knows? Um, so yeah, not getting a real good idea of what the history is. But the good news is that's not the most interesting part of this. <laughs> so the type 1 is the reformer and the perfectionist. Um they basically desire goodness, integrity, and balance, um, and they fear any kind of corruptness, imbalance, or being bad. Um, their essential holy idea is perfection. So that's like pretty much um, self-explanatory. And their big vice with people is anger, or or their their vice is anger. I guess they get angry. Um, the second type two is the helper and giver. Um, so they are, their basic desire is basically to feel loved. That's like their big thing. Um, their fear is actually being unloved. And then, um, their big, I call it the holy idea, but is freedom and will. It's like, they just like are, I guess like free spirits. Like they don't want to be like tied down to anything or have obligations or whatever. Um, and their big vice is passion. So, um, Oh, I guess I should say the virtues too. The big virtue of the perfectionist is serenity and the big virtue of the helper is humility. So they're humble, I guess. And then the third type is the achiever performer. Um, their basic desire is to feel valuable and their basic fear is feeling worthless. So it's, it is, it's like very well balanced. Like you notice a lot of the basic desires and the basic fears like are polar opposite, which is good and makes right. a lot of sense. Right. Cause like I said, it talks about that um, scale of like when you're at your best and when you're at your worst. And so these are kind of things that play into that. Um, their big holy idea that they kind of focus on and whatever is hope and then law. So they like rules, I guess. Um, that's a number. That's a two. That's a three. Oh, sorry. Hope and law. And then their vice is deceit. So I guess they can be deceitful. Um, and then um, the uh, type number four is the individualist or the romantic. So their big basic desire is they just want to be uniquely themselves. Um, but their big fear is that they would have no identity or significance or anything that makes them special. Their big holy idea is origin. I'm not really sure what that means. Like, I guess they really want to find out, you know, if they meet Like, the someone. reason behind stuff? I guess the reason behind stuff, or, like, maybe if they meet someone, they want to really get to know them, like, at their core, at their origin, where they come from, what they're about. Um, and then their vice is envy, so they can get envious. Oof. Um, so type number five is the investigator observer. So they're basically- I like wish that I was that one, to be honest. I don't think I'm patient enough to be a five. I think you probably have to be patient. I don't really know, but, um, I would guess so. Cause you have to be patient to investigate things. I'm not very investigative. Uh, their basic desire is to master things and fully understand things. And their fear is being helpless, um, incapable or incompetent. Their holy idea is om, om, this says om, omniscience, but I would think that means omnipotent. Omnipotent, yeah. Um, this is Wikipedia, so that could be a typo. They want, which would make sense. They want to kind of be all knowing, um, and transparency, which that makes a lot of sense. If you're seeking knowledge, you want transparency always. Their vice or passion. This is weird because I usually am really good with my SAT vocabs. 
avarice. I don't know what this word means. We're going to look it up. I'm Julie's going to learn a new word today. I don't know. That's really strange because I'm usually good on vocab. Uh, oh, extreme. Julie's like, I'm a dictionary. I no, I am is. really good at vocabulary. It is one of my weird, like, um, you know what? It, it came from studying my GRE. And, like, oh, I yeah. feel like that vocab just, like, got pounded into my head. And I probably learned way too many years of GRE vocab than I needed to. Um, avarice is extreme greed for wealth or material gain. Mm. Um, so type number six is the loyalist and the loyal skeptic. Their basic desire is to have good support and guidance. And their fear is being without those things. Their holy idea is faith. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and their vice is fear. And I think that's a really interesting one because I do think people that rely a lot on faith, like I could see that like in your, if you are, if you view the world through a faith-based lens in your worst moments, fear is going to be your, your issue. Like yeah. you could become fearful because faith is mostly based on things you can't see or touch or, right. you know, um, so number seven is the enthusiast. Um, their basic desire is to be satisfied and content. I feel like that's pretty broad. <laughs> Probably everyone's, but. Um, and their basic fear is being unfulfilled, trapped, or deprived. Their holy idea is wisdom and a plan. And then their vice could be gluttony. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I can understand that for sure. Um, and then... Number eight is the challenger, or it's also called, which I prefer, the protector. Um, their basic desire is self-protection. Their basic fear is being controlled, harmed, or violated. Their holy idea is truth, and their vice or passion can be lust. I don't think that means, like, mm. sexual lust. I think it's just talking about, like... Like, lusting after things Lusting after or people. Any, whatever yeah. it might be, and that kind of taking over reason. Yeah. Um, like, infatuation might be a better term yeah, for that. Yeah, might be a better term. Yeah. Totally. Um, and then number nine is the peacemaker, the meditator. They, um, their basic idea is they want wholeness and peace of mind. Their basic fear is loss, fragmentation, or separation. Their holy idea that they kind of live their life by is love, and their vice or um, passion might be sloth, which I'm dying that they literally use the word sloth, but I literally think it means like laziness. slow to slow it's to like, action. It's like being yeah. lazy, yeah. Um, so can we like count to three and say our numbers at the same time? Yeah, I will. Um, yeah, we can. I wanted to Unless guess you, yours. Should we guess? Well, I wanted to guess yours, but now I don't really know because mine's really not right on the nose. Do you think you okay. can guess mine? I would say that based on the surface level descriptions I gave, I would actually guess for myself that I was a different one than the one that I am. I think. I think. I think I know what you are. I think I know what you are. <laughs> okay. So on the count of three. Are we going to say what we think the other one is? We're going to say what we think the other one is. Okay, ready? Okay, ready? One, One, two, two, three. 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 Oh. Really? I think you're a three. Do you think I'm a three? I think you're a three. I'm not a three. I'm not a three. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so on the count of three, let's say what we are. Okay, ready? One, One, two, two, three. three. Six. Okay. Okay, so I was between a six and a two. So I, my, my... 
My main one was six, and then my secondary was a two. That's really funny. My main one is two, and my secondary one is six. That's crazy. That's really bizarre. And I would say at, like, the surface, I would think that I was the enthusiast, Um, which is – and I would think that you were, too, actually. That's the enthusiast, the epicure. Their their ego-fixation is planning. Um, Yes. Their holy idea is a plan. They – want to um be satisfied whichever like I said I think everyone does um right. and then the, I hate to say it, the gluttony I know I that's why I'm I was like, like I, I can gluttony, I can relate but, <laughs> but their virtue their virtue is sobriety and I'm like oh, no no it's so funny it says it even says misidentifying two and six yeah both I'm gonna pull this up since we are so similar the common mistake because these two types uh, share a number of key traits. Both are warm and engaging and want to be liked. Although more precisely, sixes want to have the approval and support of others, whereas twos want to be loved and be important to others. Yeah, very much so. Um, both integrate themselves with people, although sixes do so by being playful and silly, by bantering and teasing those they want to elicit an emotional protective response from. Average twos are also in, also integrate themselves, but more from an implied position of superiority. They are warm and friendly. Although the implication is that they are offering their love and friendship, their approval and advice, rather than that they are seeking it from the other, at least at first. That's very much me. I usually go into a relationship with like, like, I'm here for you. Yeah. <laughs> like every time. Like, and it takes, like, I only seek advice from the friends I've had in my life the longest. It like almost doesn't occur to me if I make like a fairly new friend to go to them. It takes me a long time. To go to a new friend for help which i think is just very like that's probably very um typical of like a like a two um it says six is warily invite oh this is oh my god what? sixes warily invite selected others into their lives as in you have a small circle which you do whereas twos throw out the net of their feelings with more abandon to see who they can sweep into the fold i'm like everybody can be my friends i'm like get out and it's literally like never served me well um sixes want to create partnerships with others that will support them and their bid to be more independent but start to feel anxious if their relationship becomes too merged or mushy you and i are pretty mushy but you're not like that with most people i don't really hug anybody you hug me yeah, I mean, COVID's kind of, like, though. made for me. Like, I just don't want to – I don't want to be You touched. don't want to touch people. <laughs> Twos want to be close with others, and the more intimacy and merging they have with their loved ones, the better. Yeah, I'm like, snuggle me all day. All, Julie's day. like, Brandon is a radiator, but I love it. No, he's – no, he will we'll be, like, on the couch, and he's like, I love you, but, like, I need to get your legs off me. It's hot in here. I'm like, okay, fine. Oh, my God, going back to the story when we watched Insidious in college, and you were <laughs> on top of him, and he was like, I am claustrophobic. Literally. <laughs> Um, this says sixes are, um, consciously assailed by anxiety and decision and doubts, and they look to trusted others, especially some kind of authority figure to reassure them and help them build their confidence and independence. Twos are also anxious, of course, as all human beings are. However, they are not as indecisive or assailed with doubts. Yeah, I'm not indecisive at all. Nor do twos consult an authority figure for answers. Absolutely not. I don't want your advice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have, I'm trying to think, I don't have an authority figure. But I just think that probably means, like, anyone. The, the way these are written is weird. I think when it says authority figure, it'd be someone, like, you view as someone to... Who, like, I care about their opinion. Well, not only that, but, like, who would be authority on that topic. 
Oh, okay. And I do rarely yeah. seek. Like I would like we were talking about a few episodes ago. I have specific friends I go to for specific things, right? And that's very like typical. Like if they a are a SME in that yes. area, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Ellie is my authority on how to deal like drama with people, like because she's just like so good at it. And Evan like, is my is my go-to if I don't know how to work my Spotify app. Yeah, or if I think I'll have chat in something, she'll just tell me in a nice way. Or Love sometimes that. in a blunt way, but it's what I want to hear, so it's good. Um, it says, in short, average to unhealthy twos believe they will only get love by having others depend on them, whereas average to unhealthy sixes increasingly fear becoming dependent on others mm-hmm. while actually becoming more dependent. Um, at the end of the continuum, the differences can be more, most starking between the unhealthy twos psychosomatic suffering and romantic obsession and the unhealthy sixes paranoia and volatile lashing out apparently sixes are most um likely to become addicted to alcohol (laughs) you just made a face i don't think you're addicted to alcohol i would tell you if i thought you were no listen to this addictions rigidity and diet causes nutritional imbalances example i don't like vegetables (laughs) working working excessively which i do Caffeine and amphetamines for stamina, but also alcohol and depressants to deaden anxiety. I do that. Higher susceptibility to alcoholism than other types. Sounds like me. It sounds like you, but I definitely (laughs) don't think you're an alcoholic. Like I said, I I would be like mildly concerned if I tell you that. Um, Go into your six and go to the levels of development. I'm going to read like, so healthy levels. Level one is like your best, most healthy, emotional state of mind right Um, so twos at their best become deeply unselfish humble and altruistic giving unconditional love to self and others feel it's a privilege to be in the lives of others um they can also be empathetic compassionate and feeling for others caring and concerned about their needs thoughtful warm-hearted forgiving and sincere and encouraging and appreciative able to see the good in others service is very important but they take care of themselves too they're nurturing generous and giving a truly loving person so for me, at my best, it's the top three. So becoming self-affirming, trusting of self and others, independent yet symbiotically interdependent and cooperative as an equal, belief in self leads, believe, believe, sorry, belief in self leads to true courage, positive thinking, leadership, and rich self-expression. And then I'm able to elicit strong emotional responses from others, very appealing, endearing, lovable, affectionate, trust, trust important, but this isn't grammatically correct, colon, bonding with others, forming permanent relationships and alliances, excuse me, dedicated to individuals and movements in which they deeply believe, community builders, responsible, reliable, trustworthy, hardworking, and persevering sacrificing for others they create stability and security in their world being bringing a cooperative spirit yeah that's 100 percent you at your best i would say <laughs> did you pull up your celebs so mine doesn't have a little option you should on enneagram nancy reagan is a type two uh lionel richie stevie wonder barry manilow dolly parton lots of performers here josh groban uh da, 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 da. oh examples yeah examples okay. it doesn't say celebs i was like scanning for celebs i'm calling it celebs krishna murtai okay name people you know i don't know who that is isn't that the guy that started that cult i don't know that's not a good krishna? example eleanor okay. roosevelt was a two monica Lewinsky was a two hey girl 
Oh, Princess Diana. Hey. Ellen DeGeneres. Well, Yikes. that's questionable. <laughs> Andy Rooney. I don't know who that is. Katie Couric. Where is she now? So Matt took his this morning, and I literally, we were just in the car, and I was like, did you read your results? And he was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, you made me take a test for 15 minutes. I felt like I was in seventh grade. I didn't feel like reading after that. I was like, like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay. He is a nine. Okay. That's really funny. Brandon is an eight wing nine. So really? the wings, basically, they mean that you – so really, he's an Enneagram eight with a nine wing. It's called the bear. Oh, no. <laughs> he's the bear. <laughs> Which he is, is such a bear. He's such a bear. No, an eight wing nine to me is a really good combination. And it's actually, it's a really good match for me, I think. And I would think a nine is a really good match for you. Um, the eights kind of get a bad reputation, which I don't really appreciate. Aretha Franklin was apparently an eight. Queen Latifah was an eight. Um, but it says, we have named the personality type eight the challenger because of all the types Eight enjoys taking on challenges themselves as well as giving others opportunities that challenge them to exceed themselves in some way. Eights are charismatic and have the physical and physiological capabilities to persuade others to follow them into all kinds of endeavors, from starting a company to rebuilding a city to running a household to waging war to making peace. They have enormous willpower and vitality, and they feel the most alive when they're exercising these, cap- these capacities in the world. They use their abundant energy to affect changes in their environment to leave their mark on it, but also keep the environment and especially other people from hurting them and those they care about. Um, at an early age, eights understand that this requires strength, will, persistence, and endurance, qualities they develop in themselves and which they look for in others. Um, and then do you want to read the nine? Because that's what Matt is and Brayden is a eight wing nine so nines are accepting trusting and stable they're usually creative optimistic and supportive but can also be too willing to go along with others to keep the peace which is 100 percent that it says they want everything to go smoothly and be without conflict but they can also tend to be complacent simplifying problems and minimizing anything upsetting they typically have problems with inertia and stubbornness at their best indomitable and all embracing they're able to bring people together and heal conflicts so key motivators are to, they want to create harmony in their environment to avoid conflict and tension, to preserve things as they are, to resist whatever would upset or disturb them. So, I mean, that makes sense because, I mean, it took a lot to force some communication at the beginning of the relationship. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it does with Brand. Well, and I think that's also just men. Yeah. But, um, yeah, exactly. It's like. Brandon, you know, he tends to me being super extroverted, you know, as he does things that bother me or that like I need him to work on, I'll bring it up, you know, as they go. Right. Whereas Brandon, I won't hear a thing from him for a month and then we'll be working out a problem and he'll bring a bunch of things up. Yeah. And I'll be like, wait a second. So I think that is also like his type nine. Um, where like when I do little things that bother him, like he just doesn't want to bring it up because he wants to keep the peace, which is like, it can be a good thing. But then also like I tell him, I'm like, listen, like, you know, I'm not fragile. Like if you've got, if I'm doing stupid little shit that's bothering you, just tell me, you know, right. like I want to know. Um, so celebrity examples are Queen Elizabeth II, Dwight D. Eisenhower, Abraham Lincoln, um, George W. Bush, John F. Kennedy Jr., 
I don't know. They're really interesting, though. Um, I did a, like, Enneagram Type 2 and Type 8 in a relationship. Um, and I came to fa- find, I'm not going to go through and read all of it, but it's a very common pairing. Which is nice. Type 2 and type 8? Type 2 and type 8 apparently are very commonly paired together. Like, it's a very common coupling. What about 6 and 9? Let me look. It does have 6 and 9 put together. Oh, good. Type 6, the strategist, with type 9, the diplomat. 9s and 6s want the same things in life. Stability, security, harmony, and predictability. It's one of the most common and stable pairings in Enneagram. Both 6s and 9s tend to gravitate towards moderation. They don't seek out as... They don't really seek out much as long as their needs are fulfilled. They tend to have their goals that mirror each other. They don't need much to be happy, but they need to need to know that their partner has their back, which is why the pairing worked out so well. It's adorable. Um, and then type 8 and type 2 is a common pairing. Type 8s are used to masking their emotions, and they wouldn't know how to open up to other people. But when they're with 2s, they understand that twos won't take advantage of their vulnerable side. They often bask in the adoration and appreciation provided by the two, and they return this affection by showing their vulner- vulnerability to twos and protecting them. I always need protection. <laughs> From my, Brandon the Bear. Um, mutual respect is important as an important part of this relationship, as it is for any relationship for the matter of for that matter of fact. So thank you for the obvious. Um but yeah. So that's kind of funny that we're both ended up getting paired with common pairings. I just think it's spooky. Like when I got my results as a six and I was reading through the like, how you think, I was like, holy shit. It is really weird how on the nose they are. Um, and I would encourage everybody to go take their Enneagram test. Now, please keep in mind the like, when it talks about, you know, at unhealthy levels this is talking about like at criminal levels right this is not anything i think that is cause for concern like i'm not gonna be like oh god i have munchausen's like these are like the most extreme most unhealthy like levels of like mental stability that you could experience and what could happen with that personality type. And if you find yourself going down those roads, it's always best to seek therapy. We love therapy. Love therapy. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure every single Enneagram type on the unhealthy level says that you can be dangerous to others. <laughs> like they all say that. So it's like you're a danger to others and yourself, which is probably accurate if you're like super, super mentally unstable that you probably are a danger to others and yourself. So, um, but yeah, I like this one. This was fun. I like, um, I like personality tests. I'm weird. I, I do know. too. Now I'm going to have to go read Matt his own Enneagram. Yeah, you're going to have to teach it to him. Make him be more self-aware. He probably just didn't want to read it because he wanted to keep the peace. Probably. <laughs> He's like, you just read it. It's fine. Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> All right. Well, no. I am going to go pour myself another glass of vino. You go, girl. Doing it. We're making Juicy Lucy's tonight. I don't know what that is. It sounds really special. Oh, it's special. What is it? It's just a burger that has cheese inside we're the burger. having burgers <gasps> whoa 
I love it when this happens. Oh, I love it when this happens. I'm also going to go read more about the anagram type three because I'm wondering why we both thought that we weren't that type three. Yeah, that's weird. That was very funny to me. You're <laughs> like three, three. Like, just kidding. Neither one of us are threes. <laughs> All right. Well, follow us on Instagram at Spaghetti Heads Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Spaghetti underscore Heads. Send your embarrassing stories to Spaghetti Heads Podcast at Outlook.com. Um, go take your anagram test. Let us know what you are in the comments on the gram. Oh. We want to know. Cheers. Cheers.